Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. How are you doing? Great. Good. How's that little baby Clara doing? She's just growing like a little weed. She's already passed her birth weight yet again, and she's she's doing good. That's good. Happy as a clam. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they do. They eat and they grow and they hopefully sleep, but not usually ever as much <laughs> as you want at the right time. Exactly. Such as it is all the no answers of life. All right, Paige, what we're going to be talking about in this podcast is we're going to be talking about fall traditions that we love because... We actually are a tradition family. We like to make traditions and do fun, silly things together as a family. And so this is the one we're going to be talking about all those fun fall traditions that we do. Love it. But before we do that, we are actually going to be doing something we always do here on the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. And that is we're going to give you a fun family activity. Now, here's the irony of it. This whole entire podcast is going to be about fun family activities. <laughs> but here's one just to start you out. And, and it's like the easiest one because we're going to get to all the other things later. But this one we didn't want to include in our regular list because everybody does this. But go, go to a pumpkin patch, you know, go to a pumpkin patch, get a pumpkin. And you can carve it or not carve it, but just get or a go and take a photo shoot. Pumpkin patches are super cute for photo shoots. Super cute for photo shoots. In fact, that's one thing we're like always doing in the fall time, right? Photo <laughs> shoots. That is a thing. See, especially I mean, London. Yes, she, that's true. She's always like, let's go take pictures. Let's go have a photo <laughs> shoot. Like, okay, again, again, what color are we wearing this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Okay. So before we uh, get into everything with these traditions, let's give this whole podcast a context. So even though we're talking about fun traditions today, we're still going to be talking about those traditions through the lens of self-government. So what is the point, you know, of, of all of this self-government stuff that we talk about? Number one, self-mastery, but really it's about family unity. And it's about the hearts of the family being knit together, the, the hearts of the children turning toward their parents, the hearts of the parents turning toward the children. And them being one, really, we need this more than ever in our society today. And this is what self-government is all about. But there is a definition of self-government. And this definition of self-government helps us become closer, become this type of family. So Paige, what is the definition of self-government? Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Right, exactly. So each person makes a plan for what they want for their behaviors, their relationships. They examine themselves and they try to become the best version of themselves. And there is no better mirror to see how you're really doing it yourself, government, honestly, than those family relationships. So in a teaching self-government home, you create a picture, which we call a family vision of where you're headed in the future. Now, our family vision actually hinges on a time that is a big tradition in our family, which is mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Now, we're not talking about Christmas Eve during this particular podcast because that's not in the fall. Okay, it's in the winter. <laughs> and so we're talking about fall traditions, and we're really going to go months, not really like the actual solstices, okay, which could then lead us into December, but we're going to just do September, October, November, which are a lot of fun. 
so many things start happening in the fall. People get energized to start to, you know, do new things. They want to hunker down, have hot cocoa. My husband, you know, have apple cider and pumpkin spice, everything. Yes, all these (laughs) great things that have to do with uh, traditions related to the fall time. So our family has a family vision. And then we also regularly do family activities, even though our children are grown and, and most of them are gone. We just have Porter home at this point, he's 17 and she's going to be gone before we know it because he's already got plans of things that he's going to be doing. Like, you know, right after he turns 18, which is like a few months away, honestly, (laughs) anyway. um, So everybody's almost grown and gone, but we still get together, right? We just got together this last weekend um, and we, we went up by you page. Cause of course we want to see baby Clara and of everybody wants to spend time. And of course we want to have a photo shoot, right? <laughs> so we had a photo shoot and we saw baby Clara and we went to throw axes. Well, hatchets, I guess hatchets, we could call them hatchets because yes. axes might be a little bigger anyway. So, so we went to throw hatchets, which was super fun went out to eat, made food at your house. I mean, it was like nonstop fun for a couple of days. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is our family's way, you know, in fact, honestly, people coming into the family, you know, if they're going to marry in, they kind of have to embrace it because (laughs) we all like being together and doing things together. Mm -hmm. And it definitely took Joseph a minute to climatize to our family culture. So (laughs) I know he's like, Whoa, they get together. Like they do all the time. (laughs) Whoa. I mean, I don't think we're oppressive with it, you know, but it's like, but we do enjoy each other's company. And I know that as people get older and their children, you know, they have more children and all that kind of stuff. It's obviously going to end up being less and less. Right. Right. But right now, while everybody's still kind of young and growing and, and, and people, a lot, most of the people are single, you know, um, then it's a really great time to just still bond and have these memories together. So we have family activities. These family activities are actually a prep. They're preparing us for that family vision of, of where we're headed as a family. And that family vision, even though we're just a couple of years off from realizing that family vision that we created so many years ago, almost you say how many years, years ago. now? Yeah, we've got, um, we've got just a little bit over two years to go before our family vision. So it's been about 18 years ago, we created this 20 year family vision of the future. And uh, anyway, it's pretty exciting, actually, to yeah, envision that. Is. So about probably two and a half years really is where we're well in a bit. Two yeah, well, it's been really interesting to like look Christmas. back because a lot of people see a family vision as an end goal, but it really is a whole journey. And those family activities are pivotal pit stops on that journey to achieving that family vision. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is once that day comes where it's like, yay, our family vision, then we always have that as that's our family. That's what we do. That's who we are, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like this tradition to get together. I mean, just having family activities for our family is a tradition. If we don't see each other for a certain period of time, it starts to feel a little bit weird. We're like, wait a minute. I'm not seeing anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Like a month. And then I'm like, wait, time is done up. (laughs) Wait a second. What just, where's my family? I mean, obviously you have your family and even more so now with Clara and you'll be creating your own family traditions and Mm -hmm. starting all of these old things for your family, which is so fun too. But, but there's still that beautiful attachment that we have together as a group. So let's talk about traditions. Traditions are powerful. So what is the power behind traditions? 
Well, I think it really is a time that people set aside to anticipate family bonding and anticipate being together and doing specific things together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, a lot of the traditions that we have are things that they're group activities that, you know, we know throughout the whole year that they're coming. And, and you know, especially when we were younger, we made sure that they happened because, you know, it was tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I can't yeah, but it was, it, tradition. <laughs> it was yeah. almost, well, I shouldn't say forced family time, but it was, it was definitely reinforced family time. Well, the thing is, is our traditions actually give us a unique family identity. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're a big part of story. family culture. They are. They're a huge part of a family culture. These are the things that unite the people together, you know? So think if, if in our nation, let's say we all just scrap holidays that our nation cares about, right? Scrap Mother's Day, scrap Father's Day, scrap Easter, scrap Christmas, scrap, you know, we just start scrapping all this stuff. We have nothing to unite us together anymore. Now we're just no, yeah, no common ground. Doing our thing. Exactly. So it doesn't matter which, you know, like religion we are or whatever. It's like we come together for certain things, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. Groundhog Day, St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, whatever, you know. And I mean, and of course, a lot of the traditions are rooted in the Judeo-Christian background of our country, which makes sense because that's part of the identity of the country, right? So anyway, but they really are identity things. And that's the power of tradition is they give you an identity. They unite people together. They give you that common history that you have with people. They give you an inside story as a unique group. And that comes with like inside jokes and, you know, and stuff like that, because you have these things where like, oh yeah, you know, on (laughs) Christmas Eve or oh, in our family, Halloween or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, usually like at least... Um, national holidays and stuff they have there's like we have that for a reason because there is history you know whether it's our country's history so like you know fourth of july big history there for our country um mm-hmm. even though it's turned into you know like party it up lots of fireworks you know blow stuff up it's great but there's it it happens for you know there was an actual significant event behind it that we remember mm-hmm. and the thing is is that there's there's songs, you know, associated mm-hmm. with certain days. Okay. So like Christmas has songs that are associated with it. Mm-hmm. And um, like new year has songs that are associated with it. I know at church, there are certain songs of Thanksgiving that we sing that relate to being grateful that have to do yeah. with Thanksgiving time. And at least in my heart, there's patriotic songs, there's patriotic songs that have to do exactly and so you've got love um, songs for valentine's day exactly so but there's like words and these are like kind of like inside things like you know anytime anybody hears i'm dreaming and everyone's like oh of a white christmas you know like everybody just know all of a sudden bing crosby's in everybody's head yeah you know you're like you can't not because somebody started it and there it is you know, and so it creates this inside thing that we all share in common, even if at our own houses, we had our own cultures too. Something that links memories together and links people together. 
So traditions are powerful. They really are. And in fact, you can have all kinds of traditions. In our family, we have a tradition of every day doing something called canon. In our family, we have a tradition, and, and this is where we have prayer and devotion together as a family. And we say our family mission statement. So that's another tradition that we have as a family, that we say a family mission statement every year. For, for Valentine's Day, we do things like, you know, a, a tradition where I make all the children breakfast in bed you know, on Valentine's day. So there's certain things that we just always do. And these are things that people look forward to. They unite together. They give us a reason to plan things for each other, do surprises for each other and just show how much we love and care about each other. Mm -hmm. So traditions lay the foundation for good experiences and good projects for families to work on together. So they also make the special days about the people and not the stuff. Now you can have a tradition about stuff. Some people have a tradition about stuff, but I will say in our family, most of the traditions that we have about all the holidays are, are really about the bonding with the people, whether yeah. we're singing together or whether I'm making you breakfast in bed or whether we are surprised. It's, it's all about like, like, even if you you're making us breakfast in bed, it's like, oh, mom was taking time, you know, to it's not serve about us. Breakfast. And, no, it's like, we barely even, well, usually pink pancakes are involved. I do remember that, but it's like, yeah. we don't really remember, you know, what we eat per se. Because it can change a little. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's the thought and the feelings behind, you know, what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I usually make like a homemade Valentine you know, and stuff like that. I mean, even if it's just a basic, like cut out a heart, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, but like, because it, it's just something that shows how much I love. Now we are not talking about winter traditions. That is one for a different day. <laughs> and that's one of them. So let's get into our fun <laughs> fall traditions. Cause we have fun fall traditions. I will admit we have less in September. There's a lot of things that happen in September, sporting things and school things mm -hmm. and yeah school usually starts know, up again it's like shopping and stuff that's going on and it's kind of like summer is still kind of waning a little bit we're not to full fall yet sometimes and the winter the weather has a little chill in the air but it's not it's not quite to that fall thing so we don't do a ton but one thing that our family does in september always is we usually have a, a family fall camp out yep they're like so, the last camp trip for the year yeah. Yeah. One time we did one in October for the last camp trip. <laughs> it was a little cold, was, but yeah. it was crazy. But the thing is though, it was because the weather was so good. We were able mm -hmm. to pull off another one, but, <laughs> um, but we do try to do some sort of a little getaway, a camp out um, in September. And this has just been a fun thing. Our family is a homeschool family. So we kind of can like take off whenever um, it has been, how it's been. However, um, you know, I would say, no matter how your family happens to do school, it's a really good idea to just kind of have a little last two raw in the fall time. And, and September is the perfect time because usually you have some good weather still that you can, you know, use to see the great outdoors or something like that. Another thing that we always do in September, Paige, oh, you come down for it. In fact, you came down for it <laughs> with, with your friend, Catherine, even to be part of it this year. And what's that? Canning, lots and lots of canning because the harvest is in, you know, all the fruit trees are ready to be picked, which means, you know, whatever we don't eat, we have to preserve to be eaten later. <laughs> and we make lots of, you know, delicious things with our vegetables and we, 
you know, process them in so many different ways. And it takes a couple of weeks, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the amount of produce that we have or that you have rather, I don't have any, but, but I'm happy to share. <laughs> I'm happy to share. We got lots. I got plenty. I say it's usually eat. enough to feed our whole family, even before we all started leaving and yeah, getting married tax. and stuff. Oh yeah. Exactly. So now that hardly anyone's at home anymore, you're like, Oh, please take food. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey neighbor, do you want something? Maybe a squash? What can I give you? Or a yeah. cucumber or 10 yeah. or 20 million cucumbers. How many do you want? Yeah. I've made so many pickles this year, but no. So we're pickling things. We're jamming things. We're drying things. We're freezing things. We're salsa tizing things. Is that a word? No, but no, we do it. And we make spaghetti sauce and we make all the different things and pie fillings and all the stuff. And, oh, it's just, it's a ton of work. Like it's literally loads of work, but when you, but it's it so as a nice family, to just go to the storage room grab a jar, dump it in a pie pan, throw some crust over it, put it in the oven. Oh, I know. It's convenient. Super Or go get a can of peaches and just eat them. Yeah, just yum. Exactly. No, that's, that is, that is Or a can of grape juice for dad's famous drink. (laughs) I know we call it. That actually is kind of a tradition too. Grape juice and fresca. Grape juice and fresca. Well, we're going to have that the whole month of September because the grapes are on and dad's like more grape juice, please more. Yeah. You know, and then finally we're like, let's take a break for a minute. We'll bring it back around in Thanksgiving time. So (laughs) like, whoa. Yeah. We love the Concord grapes and the grape juice. So no, that's the thing, the harvest time, bringing in the food and doing the canning. It's a lot of work, but it's really bonding. And And I think you can create really meaningful traditions out of times that you work together. I know there's some families that they always go and harvest wood in September and October and they chop wood and they stack wood. When I was a child, that's what we did. We would always go and get wood. And I remember we would spend days stacking the wood and chopping the wood and, you know, that kind of thing. And it was a big, huge project. And, and that was just part of the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe, you know, if you don't have a, you don't have a garden, you know, I mean, maybe make some jam, maybe make some fruit leather or something. Um, or go find someone who has way too much produce and steal some of theirs. <laughs> there you go. Find someone with a surplus. But if, even if you don't have a garden, I think this is the time where you're like, we got to prep for the, for the winter, right? It's just this time where you prep for the winter. Like, oh, do we need new, you know, winter things like cold things you know for cold weather do we We need to blow out the sprinklers and prep the yard yeah what what is it that we need to do because those are all things winterizing the trailer which is one of our things that we do so these are all work things but they are traditions for our family and everyone knows it's coming like oh that's the time of year that's what we do and you know just like the other day a porter said to me mom we're gonna have snow and I said, oh, Porter, you know what that means? He's like, yeah, we got to get the rest of the harvest in. Like he just <laughs> knew. Yeah, he just knew what we got to do it. We just got to go out there. It doesn't matter what the weather's like. We got to pull it in before the snow comes. Mm-hmm. And so he and I went out there and just busted it, you know, for like the good portion of a day, just getting everything, every bean off the plants, every, every <laughs> cabbage that had not been picked, you know, all the things. All right, let's talk about October. There's a lot of things going on in October. It's true. October's pretty loaded. Yeah, I will say September and October, you know, sometime in between there, there's something that we 
love to do and that's the leaves you know like rake up the leaves the Mm -hmm. big piles and jump in them we have been known to even go to off-site locations (laughs) with our rakes before garbage bags yeah before we had enough leaves to make ourselves happy in our (laughs) own yard because we had young little trees that we planted because we built our home you know, you have to wait a little before mm-hmm. they give you enough to satisfy your needs. <laughs> anyway, and so we would go to parks and churchyards and mountains and bring our own rakes. And we're like, let's rake it up. Let's yep. jump in it. I, say, I remember we, we, even, we even went to a neighbor's house one time, knocked on their door, like, can we take your leaves? <laughs> we did. No, we did. And we actually brought garbage bags and we, lo- we raked their leaves, loaded them into our garbage bags, brought them to our house and dumped them out in our yard Mm -hmm. so that we could jump in them and bury in them and take pictures in them and do all the things you do and then we put them in our compost pile after we were done see this is the thing leaves do not go wasted because we make dirt (laughs) at our house and we're always prepping our gardens for the next season right so it totally works which is one thing that we do in october so that's an october thing for us is we prep the gardens for winter so Mm -hmm. one more little uh, work thing. Well, maybe I should say two more little works things, then we'll get to all the other, other fun stuff. Um, but we also have to finish up the canning, right? Just like yeah. I mentioned, Porter and I had to bring the rest Because it usually comes in, you know, middle of September. So usually beginning of October, you're Yeah, we're kind of starting up. to work on it from July all the way along, but September is like the big rush where everything hits mm-hmm. all at the same time. Like all the fruits, it's just... Boom. But then in October, we have to kind of finish it up, pull in the rest yep. of the tomatoes and make and more squashes. And, yeah. yeah all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And finish up the beans, those kinds of things. Okay. So, um, there's, we, we like to start off October with a bang because finally it's, it's like fall. And, and so we always do this thing in October. It's like the first weekend in October and we gather together as a family and doesn't matter what the days are. If it's the first, if it's the seventh, if it's whatever, it's the first weekend, the first weekend, whatever that first weekend is, we get together and we kind of binge watch because we're not a big TV family, but, but we binge watch our, our most inspiring shows, you know, the things that we just are like, ah, that just fuels me. It kind of sets up the whole season for all the other holidays that are going to take us all the way through the first of the year. Like it just renews us, you know, and stuff. And so we make cinnamon rolls and snacks and we cook together and we snuggle up and we stay in our jammies almost solid for like a couple of days a couple days yeah it's like the lazy fest but it's like but at the same time we're all invested we love it everybody's like okay first weekend in october everybody's going to mom's house or whatever i mean if they can you know occasionally yeah. it hasn't worked but then everybody this year it was at my house wherever they are and- <laughs> You know, you had Clara and it's true. you had Clara like right then. So it was like, well, we're going to, we didn't get to have everybody, but, but me and London and London's boyfriend and you and your husband and little Clara, we got to have our, her little special time with baby Clara. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it did throw things off a little bit this year, but totally worth it to get. <laughs> totally. What else Paige? What's a, another October. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that we do, I mean, we're not super big into Halloween, but um, when Halloween does come, we always make a special dinner on Halloween and uh, it's called dinner in a pumpkin. If you've never heard of it, you basically make a stroganoff, like a beef stroganoff 
that has like water chestnuts um, rice and, and the rice. Base is rice yeah. yeah and you you put it in a scooped out pumpkin and then you throw it in the oven um, until the pumpkin is cooked and then you pull it out and you eat this stroganoff with you know the pumpkin meat so you're scraping the sides of the pumpkin to get the pumpkin meat to go along with the stroganoff and it is so good it is like my get, favorite thing if you get one of those pumpkins it's really good for pies it's going to taste even better yes i mean yeah. it's a little smaller but yes well you can sometimes get that kind that's a little bigger but yeah you have to go looking but you don't want it too big it's got to fit in the oven too and you don't want to burn the top you know yeah Anyways, but it's so, delicious. It's like one of my you favorite can Google things. that. You can Google that dinner in a pumpkin and you can find it and you'll know you found the right one when, when it's got uh, water chestnuts in it. And I believe it has like Worcestershire sauce and yeah. there's a few little things like that that are yeah, in it. Rice so. and ground beef. Mm-hmm. So when you find it, there you go. So when I was growing up, my mom made dinner in a pumpkin a couple of times. And that was always my favorite one <laughs> on thing on, I shouldn't say Thanksgiving on, on Halloween. But her favorite one that she made most of the time was she made clam chowder in bread bowls and she would make homemade Mm -hmm. bread bowls and she would make clam chowder in those bread bowls. And so, and so for most of my growing up, I had clam chowder and bread bowls, but then when she did dinner in a pumpkin one time, I was like, let's have that. So of course, when I started my family, the new (laughs) tradition became dinner in a pumpkin. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, kind of, we also make sugar cookies though. Like homemade, you know, mm. refrigerate the dough, sugar cookies. And those oh, are always really fun. So good. All the little bats and pumpkins and <laughs> all those yummy little kitty cats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, there's something to me, there, there's certain holidays that just require sugar cookies. And it's like, <laughs> it starts in Halloween. It's like Halloween requires a sugar cookie. Christmas requires a sugar cookie. And then valentine's day requires mm. a sugar cookie i mean maybe other people think different things but to me that's when my mother always made sugar cookies and so it's a tradition like it, it comes <laughs> that time of year and i'm like well it's time to make a sugar cookie and i love making the the pumpkin ones the best because they're not pumpkin flavored but the pumpkin shaped sugar cookies mm-hmm. because then you can take candy corns and make their little faces and then you cook the candy corns and they just kind of like perfect yum yum <laughs> partially cooked candy corn there's just something about that okay now so people good. are like gross <laughs> I, I love that I well love and candy it. corn are actually they're my favorite fall candy Ooh, so and they good. only come out in october you know in the fall yeah so speaking of cookies and treats which does lead to sheesh i think just everybody getting sick in october <laughs> this is like the time when everybody gets sick so this is also the time around i'm like drink your apple cider vinegar you guys and uh you know we're like vitamin load c. it back yeah have your have your vitamin c your emergency your airborne your here we go because here comes <laughs> all the treats right um but another thing we did was something called booing people so um basically basically doorbell ditching with treats with treats and then you leave a little thing on their door that says you've we've been booed you know (laughs) and then they and then they go boo other people and they leave the same note we've been booed right so then Mm -hmm. everybody knows who's been booed and you can go around the neighborhood and just boo anyone without a sign so you can share your sugar cookies with other people and get them sick 
It's perfect. Which is a super good idea <laughs> if you make too many, which can yes. happen very easily with sugar cookies. I say we tend to I'm do that. Saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, for sure. Okay, so another Halloween thing we do is we always have a dinner at grandma's house. And mm-hmm. my mom loves Halloween. I think it's probably one of her favorite holidays. And I think it's because her birthday's in the fall. So it just makes it fun for her. <laughs> Anyway, um, but she loves all the things associated with fall, not necessarily scary, just fall, you know, Mm -hmm. but she, she always, my parents growing up always had a costume party every uh, Halloween and we, the kids would all do their little trick or treat thing and we would go to bed and then all the adults from the neighborhood would come over and they would be in these costumes and they would be so disguised that nobody would know who was who. And my parents' job was, they had to, they had to try to identify who was in that costume (laughs) And sometimes they would send over their teenage sons in a costume and to trick people. And, you know, it'd be like gorillas came to the party and all oh these things. Like, what are these? And so they would try to identify and, and like guess, you know, and people would talk and try to like disguise their voices and stuff. And, and so it was like this big guess of who was in the costume, you know, anyway, super fun. But then, um, there was always the fun dinner. Well, as we got older, my mom decided that, um, that she would have grandma's Halloween dinner and it's not necessarily on Halloween, but it's, you know, maybe some other time and a weekend around there. Yeah, exactly. And so she would make her Halloween dinner and it was like a gigantic foot meatloaf, you know, like, and she did foot. It, it, it dead man's foot this is what it was called it was huge like a, so on a whole cookie sheet like yeah. sasquatch foot and then it like had and like the toenails were like garlic cloves it was so nasty so gross <laughs> but it was so good because it's like this you know grandma's yummy meatloaf but it's shaped like that and then it was we like have the, deviled eggs that were like eyeballs yeah and like mashed potatoes like formed into like the shape of a head <laughs> There's like, you know, how you can sculpt mashed potatoes. So it'd be like this sculpted in, in the shape of a head. And then, then we'd have like these like dirt cups where it was like graveyard cups or whatever. And Chocolate it was just pudding all, and Oreos and gummy yeah, worms. And gummy yeah. worms coming out. Yeah. All these different little things. So we, lots of themed food. And then, then we'd have a skeleton made out of vegetables. Yes. So because you can take vegetables and you can turn them into skeleton shapes very easily. So <laughs> like all the little ribs were like, you know, peppers like slices of peppers, yeah. you know and stuff like that anyway so grandma always does that which is fun and we we have something around us called the pumpkin walk um and we usually did the pumpkin walk every year as well which was like going to see um all the different you know fall decor at some of the historical sites so if you've got places like that it's a fun thing that you can go do like hey who decorates right you know, for that kind of thing, which, which yeah, and lots of people, kind of there was like a not, pumpkin decorating slash carving competition that people would enter. Yeah, at the pumpkin walk, people would carve and decorate pumpkins in really fun, unique ways. Yeah, and which was kind of cool. Um, and so, you know, th- that was something that we did, especially when you guys were little, we would go and do that. And that was a lot of fun because it's just kind of a local tradition. Yeah. So, I mean, in our family, we're more into like mild halloween well you mean more like on the quote-unquote like cutesy side kind of the kind of like the, the fall harvest slash more wholesome side of family yeah you know, like i just don't like dark so i just don't do dark that much so i mean yeah i was a snowman for like four years straight so <laughs> yes <laughs> i was the same snowman that's great costume i say anyway. yeah <laughs> 
that's an old costume (laughs) we got it somewhere if claire wants to dress up as a snowman one day you can come pick it up anyway (laughs) so speaking of costumes costume parties are a lot of fun and i know that there have been times where Paige, like you've had friends over for costumes parties and and things like that and and so we that's a kind of a thing that we do too with friends and with families getting together you know just a fun thing all right let's go to november so what's happening in november obviously thanksgiving is the big holiday in november yeah so yeah we do have a couple traditions for thanksgiving so um there have been times in the past where we do a thanksgiving play um and usually it was different you know someone some aunt or uncle or older cousin would actually write the play and then the all the cousins slash grandkids would act it out so that one was really fun Uh, super fun well so actually my grandparents had a play that we did all growing up and so and then I don't know what happened to that original play so then I had to find another play so yeah it looked like I was writing it but I was basically you know you should have just taken the credit (laughs) (laughs) I mean I it was like I wrote some like I put pieces together from what I remembered from the yeah. old historical one and the historical one it was like a lot about the Mayflower contract compact and of it had course. and it had like um you know all the key players in it and it also had people that we are related to because we have mm-hmm. um pilgrims that are part of our genealogy which was kind of fun so I always wanted to play Priscilla Mullins because Priscilla Mullins is one of our ancestors and so you know we would do that but then we had you know cheap Massasoit and Squanto and you know the different players that were there that helped the pilgrims and and stuff like that and it was just a really fun way to get in the the groove of Thanksgiving this reminds me the whole month of November uh we would do little crafts you know where it would be like oh let's do a thankful thing let's write thanks and let's write things out to the side that we're thankful for and then we would um I would, you know, draw, trace your hand and turn it into a turkey and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those kinds of things, right? So we did those things all month leading up to this day of thanks because I love the concept of a day of gratitude. You yeah, know, I know. I know there's some people who don't love Thanksgiving and, and I think whether you like it or not, do you like gratitude? Because this is a whole day where the whole nation gets together and says, thank you. And if you're in a different country and you're listening to this, um, then, you know, maybe you can just decide that, that there's going to be a time where it's your day of things. I know Canada has I'd a say Canadians day. have their own things, Thanksgiving. So yeah, and that's in <laughs> September, right? So, um, so I, I feel like, you know, having a day of things is just a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing yeah. for a society to do. And well, that actually leads to another tradition that we do on Thanksgiving. Um, and it's, usually around the the dinner table there will be five kernels of corn like popcorn um at everyone's plate and that is uh, to remind us that you know we are so blessed for the food that we do have because those five kernels of corn at one point that was all that the pilgrims had to eat the um, ration mm-hmm. and i'm like oh boy you know i think i'd die and a lot of them did but um it's it was you know it was always a good reminder that you know we have so much and that we should be so thankful for what we do have yeah my grandparents always did that it would be all the china is set out and it all looks so nice and then there's 
five little tiny kernels. You sit down at the table and you look at that on the plate. Yeah. What if that was what you ate, you know, and to remind you why they would be so grateful for the bounty, you know, that they were able to have. I mean, what an incredible thing after Mm. having to ration food and yeah. And again, that whole holiday is based in, you know, historic events. Just like yeah, a which is more. great. So another thing that we do, um, and we haven't done this every year, but we've done it many times, is we've had, uh, and I think it's just because sometimes maybe someone didn't find it, but we had a tablecloth. And this tablecloth was a thankful tablecloth. And every year you would write on it something that you were thankful for. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really fun thing. We also, for many years, had a book that was our Thanksgiving book, our gratitude book, and everybody would fill out a page in the book every year of what they were thankful for that year. And so, and on the tablecloth, we would write what we were thankful for that year. So as we're waiting for dinner to be served, we're finding a spot on the table to write what we're thankful for that year, which is mm-hmm. kind of a, a fun thing to do too. So um, let's talk about the layout of the day. Okay, so Thanksgiving, big day. Um, it's an all-day celebration for it's us. It's an all-day, yeah, honestly. Because so like a lot of people don't get together for Thanksgiving dinner like one or two in the afternoon. Oh, no, no, no. We're getting together in the morning and we go all the way into the evening. Yeah, we do. it's the full day. Because we do is, breakfast as well. Yeah, it, the thing is, is the day before we're cooking, right? I'm making like crazy. I'm making pies and we're making all the different things that we're going to be putting together. And I always homemade rolls, homemade everything, you know, because it's mm-hmm. just kind of the tradition in our family. I know some people for a tradition, they go out to eat, but we're just like, it's like almost like the more work, the better, you know, like that's, <laughs> more that's kind of, gratifying the next day. <laughs> I just think it's like, it's like the day you pull out all the stops with your baking, mm-hmm. you know, at least for us, it is, it depends on your size of group, whether it might be worth it to you, but for well, us, see, and especially for us, because a lot of our family members eat gluten-free. So it's even a little extra work. It is. Yeah. Cause we make gluten-free stuffing. You know what that means? You got to make the bread. You got to, you got to like dehydrate the bread. You got to like cut it into little squares, dehydrate it, get it all ready, then turn it into the stuffing. Oh yeah. And then bake it the whole bit. <laughs> it it's, tastes so good. <laughs> oh, no, that's my favorite part. In fact, I can't wait to pick out. Uh, we should. I love stuffing. stuffing. Okay. So we start in the morning with breakfast. Breakfast usually happens around nine or 10 in the morning. And the breakfast is pie. Yep. Pie okay, for so breakfast. Pie all day. Pie and lots of times mama's cheesy hash browns. Okay. Yes. And maybe a little bacon just to throw in some meat group there. Okay. So <laughs> pie and cheesy hash browns for breakfast. And then everybody goes on a Thanksgiving turkey shoot. We don't actually shoot turkeys though, but no, because it's called that because we love going shooting. So like target practice, we, you know, we are a big guns family and so you know that's one time that we get to pull it out and you know go shoot some clay pigeons um because it's a really fun bonding thing for the family to you know have that time together totally so yeah so we're we're doing shooting clay pigeons and doing the the shotguns and all the things and there's a place that's not too far from our house which makes it nice and convenient to go 
and do something like that. So then we go shooting, go through a lot of ammunition. And (laughs) it's um, not like we do, you know, any other significant time of the year. So it works out. Not really. Yeah. Like (laughs) occasional shootings here and there, but not, not like that. Right. Shootings. Occasional shootings. Sounds like there's crime. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. oh just kidding. Actually, no. <laughs> occasional, occasional practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and then um, and then we make all the foods. So lots of times I'm staying back from the turkey shoot. It depends how much I got ready, right? If I got it all done. Yeah. But if not, this gives me the chance to finish it up a little bit if I if I need to. So and there's certain things that we do. So a lot of people, they put the yams with the, the marshmallows and all that. We do something called yams. We do something called yams and apples. And this was something that my grandmother did. And um, it's like chunks of yam and chunks of apple baked in this lemon glaze sauce stuff. And it's, oh, like it's so good to die for. Yeah. So anyway, we're making all that kind of stuff. And then we have our, our you know, special thanksgiving and we try to stretch it out as long as we can uh, as long as we can stay we usually eating. eat way too much yeah because okay. you know that's how it goes and then <laughs> um and then we and we do that kind of like mm, a later lunch it's like you know it might usually be like, like three or four o'clock or, yeah it could be yeah around there and then later on you know when we maybe can fit more in again we're going to eat pie right yeah and then <laughs> and then a, around that time we're going to do some other fun activities. So sometimes we've done gingerbread houses after dinner. Sometimes we've done minute to win it games. Mm -hmm. And those are so fun after dinner. So, and I'm kind of thinking of going in that direction um, this year. So just so you know, Paige, prepare your minute to minute (laughs) self. Anyway, um, so we put together all these kinds of things and then we have a playtime basically after all into the night which is super fun. And, and a lot of then, times we'll even like play games, like have a family game night. Well, yeah. Cause after minute to win it, then what do you do after you've got tissue paper and toilet paper and little <laughs> ping pong balls all over your house, you might as well get out the cards and just add to the mess. Right. So anyway, and then the day after Thanksgiving, so we're still in November is that so black Friday, big black Friday day. And we do not usually go to the store on Black Friday. It's happened a couple of times, but not usually. That's not our uh, thing necessarily. We, we like the online shopping. <laughs> we do like the <laughs> online shopping. I should plug for teaching self-government right now. So, cause like actually teaching self-government always has a Black Friday thing. Black, Fri- yeah. Black Friday to Cyber Monday. So watch for that. Um, but anyway, so what we do though, is we set up the house for Christmas. Yeah. And that's always been a family tradition. So we're always like, Hey, it's set up for Christmas day, you know? And and I think that's, it was really nice because then it took our mind off of shopping and the stuff and Mm -hmm. it, you know, got us in the mood for, okay, you know, Christmas is coming, you know, they're finally playing Christmas music on the radio. And so we'll turn on the radio and we'll decorate the house because that's the holiday where we have the most decorations. And so it takes, you know, a few hours to get everything set up with everyone, you know, working together. You add the tree. It's even more than yeah. that. It's the tree is a masterpiece in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, but that, but the thing is, is it's like we go right from one tradition to the next tradition mm-hmm. and, and we go right into, okay, what is the next holiday? And then really once we hit that day from that day on until it's Christmas, it's, it's basically Christmas because it's the anticipation. Because yeah. Yeah. Well, and we have so many things that we do. Like mm-hmm. there are certain things that we just do every single year. So, 
and and they they happen throughout the whole month so for us you know but that'll I mean, have to be another podcast exactly we just can't do it all today <laughs> we already we already just said the word christmas and that was just ah, we're tipping the iceberg now um but ah, fall time what a wonderful time as a family i really think the fa- the fall is perfect for families just when it starts to get cold it's like you want to come in and you want to bond and have not just warmth from the the cold but that that warmth that comes from those family bonds mm-hmm. as you're uniting together as a group. And, and if you want to know more about that, our last podcast before this one was about bonding. That's true. We did do a whole podcast about bonding. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Podcast number 82. Anyway, <laughs> since I think this one is going to be number 83. So, um, but I hope, I hope everyone has a wonderful fall. I hope you make memories. The point of this podcast wasn't to say, uh, do everything that we do because that's not that's not the thing. If it gave but you you're some welcome ideas, to steal some of our ideas, yeah, <laughs> steal any of the ideas. And I want to promise you, once we do one about traditions for Christmas time and for the winter holidays, we got some pretty creative stuff actually mm-hmm. that that people do not do. So we will talk about some of that, which is kind of fun. Um, but you know, steal whatever you want. But but if the point of this whole thing is traditions are powerful they give us identity they unite us together and we should deliberately decide on some of those things we we need to say who are we and what are we going to do that makes us us yeah in fact that joseph and i have been talking about that like what do we want to do for these holidays now that you know we we have a daughter we've got children like what do we want to do and so you know that's something we're deciding yeah and it's actually like when you're just starting like that, it's kind of sometimes even a little overwhelming. Like, yeah, like there's what? so many options. <laughs> what should I do? You know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys starting out, you know, with your little one and it's so much fun and, and you know, the importance of traditions. And so does Joseph, obviously, cause you're having that conversation, but they are magical. They are powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important thing for us to remember is how much power are contained in traditions. And if we don't have a tradition that ends up becoming our tradition and that has a power too, and it could be a power of no identity, it could be a power of not uniting. And that's not the type of of powerful force that we want to be pushing behind who we are as a family, right? So come, come up with some things that are just you, even if they're just as simple as, as expressing thanks and what you're grateful for on, on Thanksgiving, that can be a powerful tradition for your family. So thank you so much for joining us on the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. If you would like to find more out about self-government and being a united family, then be sure to go to teachingselfgovernment.com. There is so much more there that you can find. And wow, there's tons of other podcasts. So (laughs) eat your heart out on the podcast and with all the food this holiday season. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.